But at the end of the day, I don't know why you don't cross it. I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to CrossFit. It's too expensive. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that's the, co- the comedy in that is how many places you want to hit that on. I mean, I don't know. What's your hobby? How cheap is golf in a month? How cheap is fishing in a month? About the gamblers, how much you spend in a month gambling, right? So you can go on that approach. You can go on, what does it cost you to be sick? What's up, everybody? I'm Chris Davis here with my wife, Megan Davis, and we are your hosts for the My Blank Fitness Journey podcast. During this podcast, we will reveal the secrets that we have used to help our community become more healthy, fit, and confident, and also hear from some amazing people in our community as they fill in the blank and tell us about their fitness journey. Listen in and be ready to be inspired by our guests who, just like you, are superheroes as we dive into their origin story. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of my blank fitness journey podcast. Uh, it is Megan, me, and uh, we've got a good friend, Joe Valetti, coming on today. So Megan and I are going to get caught up and then we'll bring Joe on. Megan Davis, how are you? I got better than I was this time last week. <laughs> a lot better than you were this time last week. Uh, yeah, so sickness ravaged our house. Uh, we are mostly recovered though. So we're all good. We're back to training and, uh, yeah. So Megan, um, Megan is able to hold the whole household together while, uh, I'm crying in the corner and taking lots of naps. So I appreciate that about her greatly. (laughs) Um, Megan, tell us, um, tell us what you've got for our nutrition tip this week. Yeah. For our nutrition tip this week, I was thinking about a question that we commonly hear, and that is, how much should I eat? So that's a very individual thing, right? Um, But something we try to teach all of our members to do is to think about a hunger scale. So if you've never heard of something like a hunger scale before, um, you're thinking about a scale of one to 10, where one is you're absolutely starving and 10 is you're stuffed. And so we try to get people to start thinking about before they eat a meal, check in with themselves and rate their hunger on that scale. The ideal time to start eating is around a three or a four, because that way you're starting to feel hungry, but you're not at the place where you're going to eat everything in sight, right? Um, It's a little bit easier to make good choices at that point. And then during the meal, it's a good time to check in with yourself and gauge your fullness as you're eating so that you can stop right around a seven where you're feeling satisfied, but not overly stuffed, right? Um, So, you know, when you're trying to learn this feeling of hunger and fullness, we have people that, you know, use things like timers um, and other symptoms other than just hunger in their stomach. Um, It can be, you know, things like um, fatigue, anxiety, they're moody, they're not sleeping well, they're feeling a lot of stress, Um, Those are all signs that somebody's under eating. And when someone is trying to learn what feeling full feels like, some of those signs can be that they're no longer thinking about food all the time. They have energy um, or they're sleeping better and feeling less of those other things like anxiety or stress. So those can be signs that people use to kind of help learn what fullness feels like for them. So um, that is one of the ways that we help people learn how to figure out how much they should be eating is using a hunger scale. 
That's great. Um, so I guess for our listeners, um, the main ways that they can go ahead and initiate this for themselves, if they're thinking that um, maybe using a hunger scale would be a good way for them to become more aware of when they should be eating. Um, you said focus in on those kind of different times uh, when like you're preparing to eat or like the, the number that's going to make you decide, okay, yes, now's a good time to eat. And then checking back in with yourself to see when you're achieving that level of fullness, that's appropriate to go ahead and call it cuts on the meal. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's how you use it. It's nice and simple. It's something that you can do um, at each meal and you start learning your own body's hunger signals and fullness signals. That's awesome. And, you know, I think that one recurring theme that we're going to see with Megan's nutrition tips is this idea of mindfulness um, with your food, because as a former and secretly deep down still uh, husky kid, I, uh, I love food. And there's lots of times that I'll just eat to eat, to eat, to eat. Cause I love eating. And it's like no longer mindful. Like I'm, I find myself eating something. I was like, was I hungry? Did I even, I don't even like this that much. Like, why am I doing it? And so that hunger scale kind of forces us to remove ourselves from the situation or the food that we're eating. And like, actually intentionally think about it. And there's a lot of times I think that we'll realize I'm not eating because I'm hungry or I've overate because I wasn't paying attention, attention to my hunger scale. So I, th- I think that's really good, Megan. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so today we've got, uh, Joe Valetti, one of our dear friends, uh, who, uh, is our neighbor, uh, a mentor friend. Um, he watches our kids. He, lets our dogs out. Um, he sells us his house. He does all kinds of things. So, um, welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. I expect it to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you can guarantee that when Joe is doing something that it's going to be a good time. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Joe, the question that we always ask to start people off, uh, you know, I, I know your story, um, but I'd love to hear that answer to your blank fitness journey. So give us the big picture. What is your blank for your fitness journey? I think your fitness journey for me is never ending. Um, and when I use the word never ending, it's because I feel like sometimes we all set goals and goals are great in fitness, but it's never ending. So there's always got to be that continuation. And for me personally, I feel like it's been, um, 20 years of, fairly consistent. I won't say consistent because the last couple of years since COVID have not been good, but I'm back in the gym. This is week five, five days a week. Might've missed one in there and uh, really enjoying it again and, and having that fun again. Because when I, when we fell out of going, me and my wife, Monica, when we fell out of going, I almost got back to that lazy space of it's easy to sit. On, it's easy to sit on the couch and do nothing, but it's also easy to go once you're having fun. And then you look forward to going and you want to be there it's just so much enjoyment coming from it, but you can get trapped. You know, there's the people that I always say that are real athletes. They'll just go by themselves in the corner. Then there's people like me. I'm there for the social aspect. I'm there for the, and this is a part of it, but it's definitely to be around people and to smile and laugh and joke and have a good time. So, uh, you cut out there. So VAs cut that. So, uh, I think you, you cut out whenever you're talking about the, being there for the social aspects. So if you could repeat that. So basically, again, VAs, cut that. 
I enjoy the social aspect of going to going to the gym. I really enjoy the people, the socializing, the camaraderie. Uh, I enjoy the fitness a lot. But if I didn't have that other part, I wouldn't be there. So that that's what I need to, to be going and going. So. Sure. Um, and you know, it sounds like you have found a a joy beyond just going and working out. And I think that's something that we've kind of talked about in the past a little bit, or we touched on that with a few other people, but like you enjoy going because you like hanging out with your friends and you like chatting and you like, you know, encouraging people and talking trash to people and, you know, all the fun things that come with that. So that's awesome. Um, never ending. Have you ever gotten to the point where you're like, I'm not going back to the gym? Uh, no, like I said, COVID was definitely rough getting started because it was a stop and a start and a stop and a start. And I guess um, that just finding that rhythm again, having three kids wasn't the easiest uh, and making it the priority because the truth is, as we all know, if you make it your one of your highest priorities, you'll get it in, you'll get it done. But if you start letting the excuses come in, then all of a sudden it's not the priority and you're not getting in, you're not regular and then it just falls apart. And it's really hard to gain that consistency unless you put in that consistent effort. I know you guys like, you know, you'll say three plus days a week. For me, it's really five is the goal. If you miss one, whatever. But I want to be in the gym five days a week. If I need to go a little lighter because it's a day where I don't want to, you know, maybe I'm sore from workout. That's that. But I, I need to be there. For me, it's the repetition of going and making it a priority, making it a part of my routine. You know, that's really where I'm most consistent having the most fun, uh, getting the most results from it, not necessarily physically results, but just being happy and enjoying life. It's definitely been a part of my life for the last 20 years. It's created friendships. You know, I don't have hobbies. As you guys know, I work, I have kids. So it's work or family. I don't golf, I don't hunt, I don't fish. I have probably never done any of those three once. So I don't gamble. I don't play cards. I don't do anything. So fitness has became my hobby and my, and my joy and CrossFit specifically in the past six years. Yeah. So I guess catch us up on your fitness journey, like leading up to CrossFit and then, you know, what CrossFit has been like for you and then kind of your entry point into Triforce. Sure. So um, growing up, I was just a kid that loved to play sports. I mean, I was a sports junkie, you know, watching it, uh, turning TV on. If I was alone, it was the TV. And, you know, being an only child, I spent a lot, fair amount of time watching TV. So if there was sports on, I was watching it, playing with friends after school. But at a pretty young age, I made a – well, life helped me make a decision that I needed to go to work. So by the time I was 15, I was pretty much working a full-time job while in school. and But still finding some space. By the time I was 18, I probably stopped moving. When I say stopped moving, I mean stop moving. So at that point, I probably weighed about 180 pounds, which I'd give a leg right now to be 180, but, you know, I always, I thought I was heavy. And then uh, between that and probably 25, I put on 12 pounds a year. So I woke up one day and I was probably 255. And I remember going down, uh, going up two flights of stairs in my mom's house and literally feeling like I was going to die, like just so out of breath and out of shape. And I just couldn't believe that I was in such bad shape. And me and my wife, we moved, then my girlfriend, we moved four hours away from family. And she had talked about going to a gym. 
And I kind of told her she should go on her own because it shouldn't be the two of us going, which, as you know, everything we do is the two of us. But I pushed her to go by herself and she went. And about a month later, I started going and uh, probably spent a couple of years just sitting on a treadmill or sitting on an elliptical and, and you know, some weight came off, but not really, um, not really enjoying it, not really feeling um, great. Uh, then probably a few years in, there was P90X and I did a P90X class. And it was early in the morning and man, I went from 215 to 185 and felt like a million bucks. And that was my beginning for group fitness. I was like, I'm in all the sweaty lifters grunting on each other, picking up big weights. I'll be in the back room with the back row with the ladies picking up the other dumbbells. I was good. So from that forward on, it was group fitness and, um, we went through one of our local gyms where we were doing all sorts of different things. We made friends that we slept today. Um, that was great. Uh, we kind of fell out of that after a couple of years. We did uh, TRX, um, some really good friends. A friend of mine was a trainer. And uh, you know me, I always find my way to be very involved, you know, with the ownership and how, just how things go because I enjoy the flow of how businesses run. So I was involved with helping and involved and advice and kind of what I do in my life. And uh, we were there a while. Um, and then I was early 40s and we had talked about CrossFit. And, you know, I hate to be repetitive of the last five people, but it's the same story. If they don't go, you're going to hurt yourself and all this stuff. And uh, we walked into CrossFit and we never walked out. So, and you know, I'm an emotional guy. So if you push me hard, I can cry talking about CrossFit. So, I mean, we walked in that day and there was a girl there and she was just telling me, you're doing everything wrong. And I was like, who is this girl? And the time that I was in New York, she became one of my dear friends, phenomenal athlete. And we just all, it was a great group of people. We bonded and uh, we were there for a couple of years. Um, we were very involved, helped that business grow from probably... 30 members up to 90 members. And when I say and like helped, like literally helped bringing friends in and uh, the guy who ran it kind of had, a, he was, I, I thought he was a pretty good coach because the, the people that we went with, like that founding group were really involved, loved CrossFit, you know, geeked out on CrossFit, you know, Instagram, knew the people, knew the movements, sending each other videos, really enjoyed it. And uh, we, so we did that for, couple of years. And then he kind of had, I wouldn't say a nervous breakdown, but he finally got what he wanted, which was this group of members, but he didn't know how to run a business. He wasn't good with people. And there was a big falling out. And one of our friends was a coach and he was really rude to her and she couldn't go back. And so we were in a community that had no other boxes. And uh, we sat around with about 25 people and had a meeting in a friend's house and said, what do, what do we do? You know, we have nowhere to go. Do we go to the Y and try to do our own CrossFit classes? And that wasn't going to work. We were going to get thrown out quickly. So <laughs> we decided to, to, to open a CrossFit box. And uh, so we had the meeting with 25 people, you know, you know and, and I kind of led that meeting largely. And my first statement was, who's willing to put money in and lose it? Okay. If you can't raise your hand, you're out. And then we dwindled down and we dwindled down and it ended up with myself and my wife and two friends who were phenomenal people. And uh, 
So really it was the three ladies, you know, they, it was their business. I was kind of like a driving force behind. So while things were getting laid out, I found the space. I put like $20,000 on my Amex card. I knew I wasn't going to have it back in time. And my cash flow was a little tight that day. So I knew it might be a month or two late, but it was fine. Uh, had the space, built the space out. We went in as three partners and I laid out extra money that the girls didn't even know about because I wanted it right. We had nice bathrooms. It was a really nice space. And uh, so we got L1s, me and Monica, they did. And it was, that was a box of probably 50 people. And I would say at least 10, maybe more had L1s. So I'm not sure how many boxes have a percentage where 20% of their members have L1s. So it was a lot of fun. Everybody was just so involved. And uh, we always dreamt of moving down to Florida. So timing just clicked with a bunch of things. And because of that, I looked at Monica. I said, if we don't leave now, I don't know that we're going to get out of here anytime soon. And what I meant was a decade. So it was like, we got to go. So we had to have that meeting with them. And they were like, we kind of said, do you want us to stay involved? And they said, just go, we'll deal with it. So we did. And in the process of moving down to Florida, that was 2008, November, 2018, we came down November, December, January, February. We considered the whole state, St. John's County, like you with children, the schools brought us here to thriving community, great schools. We checked out a bunch of boxes. Uh, we dropped into a few of them. Um, knew what we were looking for. You know, I always say, find your box. You know, and what I mean by find your box is not every box is the perfect fit for everyone. Find your box. And we came in and Monica met Alyssa. And three years later, she's one of my closest friends. She just texted me that she just clean and jerked 190 off blocks. I think it was blocks. But so, and then we met you guys and, you know, it was, that took off from there. And, and I'm grateful for meeting Triforce because it really fit what we were looking for. I mean, it's definitely evolved. And, you know, I was always a driving force and kind of poking and saying, hey, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And But I think I do that in my life as, as a natural thing. And and that's how we ended up at Triforce. And I guess we couldn't be happier. And I'm so glad to be back, like, just regular. It's 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 so amazing to have that that joy of just having fun. Because the thing that I noticed is when you're young, you play. Right. When you're a kid, you play, you know, you say I was a Husky kid, but think about that Husky kid. He loved to play. You like to play. And it's the fun that, you know, it's, it's, it's having a good time. It's socializing, it's playing, it's teasing and joking. You know, I'll tell guys that are 25 years younger than me, you know, I could lift almost as much as you and I'm old enough to be your father. You know, that's just me busting chops and having a good time. So it's just so nice to be back in a box and just have those feelings again of just being happy to be there. So. Yeah. So you now have accountability with the whole world that it says, uh, if you ever drop off again, then everybody has the right to harass you and get you back. Oh, in the gym. hundred percent. Cause I do that to other people. There's right. people that I've done it to on a regular basis. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. Yeah. Joe, I think that it's great having you part of the community. Um, like you said, I think it is really obvious that you're there for the workout. You love CrossFit, but it's very obvious that you love the people that are there. And sure. I always laugh because I know that you are one of those people that 
because you do love the people that are there, you can dive right in with people. And um, I always love seeing, I know I've benefited from, you dive right in with us, um, you dive right in with everyone. And I do think that, you know, you and Monica add so much to our community and it, it is, it's really, it's helped us appreciate that aspect of, of workouts, right? Like there's, you love the workout, you love where you work out and you love the people that you work out with. Um, and I think that you've really brought that and, and shown us a new level of that. So it's kind of cool to hear you talk through that a little bit more. Yeah. I, you know, for me, um, there's almost, uh, this, this is a crazy thought, but it's almost like a guilt factor. Like when I'm in the box, like I'm not necessarily there for myself. I enjoy seeing other people getting a PR. Like I, and I'm not back in that space. Um, probably just because I'm just, not feeling fit enough yet. But like when I feel good, that's when you know I'm really loving CrossFit. Like I'm going over to somebody else and I'm, I'm telling them to put weight on the bar and, you know, trying to help someone or support someone or push someone or, you know, the coaches may be busy and there's a new person and maybe they can't get over or there is a new person. You know, you know how many times I've back squatted with the person who maybe is back squatting half of what I back squat? Cause I don't care about my workout that much. I care about people having fun and you know what? I need people. So if there's one person in my class, I'm not a happy person. So I need people to be enjoying themselves. So maybe I'm doing it for my own selfish reasons, but when people are there, you know, I want people to feel welcome. That's what CrossFit is. And if people aren't getting that from their box or their situation, that's disappointing because it really should be about joining the community, having a good time. I've done other things. I've been to other places. And, you know, the term fit fam is a common word. You'll hear that word a lot. And I've gone to other styles of fitness and we had fit fams, but then they were friends. And some of them became true friends, but a lot of them were acquaintances. Yet when I got involved in CrossFit, I feel like wherever I was, I had real, like deep, meaningful relationships, you know, people that I can sit and talk with. There's people, you know, at Triforce that I've had conversations with that are fairly deep that I don't even talk to that much, but they feel that they can talk to me and I can talk to them. And it's almost you build these relationships that, you know, you have people around you that genuinely care and want to be supportive and helpful. So CrossFit to me, you know, I've given the speech, I believe in four things, God, country, family, and CrossFit. I've said that a thousand times and it depends on the order that day to my children. So because... The fitness is phenomenal. I mean, the results are phenomenal. I've seen so many people do other things for years. And I look at them, I'm like, you know, it's great. And, and there's no knock to somebody who gets up and does whatever they do. If you get up and your thing is going for a walk every day, I'm not going to begrudge you. But what CrossFit will give, and for me, without the good community, I won't continue to do it. Yeah. So I need that. And I think that that's really something that's, such a such a great thing for people to get but i do think you have to go right the first thing you have to do and i tell people the first you know if i talk to people i tell them you're going to be sore the first four weeks sitting down and hey you know when you don't go regularly for a while and you come back when you're working out all the time yeah your body is sore yeah your body is tired but it's not the i have to hold on to the toilet seat to sit down <laughs> pain it's a different level of pain. So when you go from zero to pushing your body, 
just a different level of soreness. So it's almost like you got to survive that soreness, come regularly, start to feel good, and then get involved. And hopefully you have people in your class that want to get involved with you, you know, or coaches that want to get involved with you or owners that want to get involved with you. I mean, that's where you guys have been. Um, you guys have been phenomenal in that you treat it. I see how much effort you put into to every person. And I think that's what, when I first met you guys, what I appreciated the most, because obviously it's different. You know, we had three women and we were all, there's a lot of friends, but I know what it is to run a small business. I know what it is to try to make people happy. And I see all the interactions you have with all these people and you treat them all genuinely like every single person matters no different. You know, the, the, the best athlete isn't any more important than the, than the worst athlete. And that's really how it is because they're all people, right? You know, and you go to some boxes and it's not that, right? You're new, you're old, you're, you know, you're not great. And they don't even look at you. So that's not a place I want to be because for me, CrossFit is eight to 80, right? I, I you know, you know, I, I've enjoyed the adaptive stuff and, you know, me and Monica, we took a course and, 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 you know, we've watched videos and like, because it really is for anybody. And I think that goes back to the other thing about getting hurt. People are afraid of it. I still hear, like I have local, you know, friends and you know, you'll hear the, Oh, if you go to CrossFit, you're going to hurt yourself. You know, and I look at a lot of people and it's like, if you don't pick something up and put it down, you're going to lose muscle mass. That's just how I look at it. And as I'm getting, I hate to use this term, later in life, um, <laughs> you see a lot of people who won't pick something up and put it down anymore. So they're doing, I love fitness and hate fitness. And what I mean by that is there's always something better. There's always something newer. You know, let's intermittent fast. Let's not, let's keto, let's do this, let this, oh, and I feel like all that information, even in fitness itself, you know, I'm going to spend an hour and a half on a, on a treadmill a day. Yeah, you'll lose weight, you'll lose all your muscle, and then what are you going to do, right? So you see, I always said it was the potato chip theory. So my potato chip theory on, on weight losses, and I, I've lost, Megan, I love you, and you've given me a lot of great information, and I try to use it but I am not the best uh, nutrition person. As we know, we'll have conversations. We had one recently about what's the best bite. And you said it's the first bite. And I said, you don't remember the first bite. It's the last bite. It's the only one you remember. So the potato chip theory is you weigh a lot, you lose a bunch of weight. So you get thinner, but you don't do anything while you're burning that weight. You're just doing cardio, cardio, cardio. So you get smaller, which a lot of people, the goal is, Let's just get smaller, but you lost all that muscle. So now you stop doing all the cardio. You put the weight back on because you, your nutrition hasn't changed. You're not exercising anymore. Now you weigh more with less muscle. So you keep doing that. And over time and time and time, you have less and less muscle. So if you turn sideways, you're thin, but you're really wide. So you look like a giant potato chip. So yeah, you're smaller, but you look like a TV screen. <laughs> That's my potato chip theory. Wow. <laughs> I've that seen some potato chips, actually. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and I, think, I think if I can give advice to people who struggle with weight, and I guess I struggle with weight, and I don't even know if I struggle with weight. I don't even like that term. So here's one. You know what the term fat is? I've heard people say, don't call me fat. I'm not fat. You know what? We're all fat. It's a percentage of 
your body. It's just a body percentage. So let's get over this fat, not fat. It's just a body. It's a number. If you don't like the number, you want to get the number down a little bit, you work on getting the number down. But people get in their head with all of that, you know, as far as fat and not fat. I believe that the gym is the secret. To me, the gym is a secret. So if I'm going to the gym, I tend to eat better. But more so than that, being active, I feel good. Now, don't get me wrong. If you eat a bunch of crap food and you go to the gym, you feel like crap, okay? But if my diet's not perfect, but I'm in the gym, I still feel good. I still feel healthy. You know, when I go to the doctor, my, my bloods are still good. You know, I am carrying too much weight, but my bloods are still good. I am healthy. I feel good. Why is that? Because of the exercise. So to me, people just need to not let that slide. Now, obviously, you got to watch nutrition. And I'm not saying to eat in fast food and work out. That's not what I'm saying. But I think we get so hung up in food, it's overwhelming. And for me, it's pretty simple. Just be active. If you're active, you'll probably have a fairly healthy life. Finding so what what I hear you saying is finding the thing that helps you move and stay moving is pretty uh, important for everybody, and I'm a hundred percent on board with that. So um, for you, it's CrossFit or group exercise. Um, I am a hundred percent on board with making sure that people are getting a variety of exercise. That's why resistance training is so important, along with cardio. Uh, that's why CrossFit's awesome is because it's both. Um, but it is, it's easy for people to delay on starting something because they're looking for the perfect thing and finding the perfect thing. Uh, what's the quote? Who was it that said, um, uh, Oh, poorly executed plan. X, what is it? Yeah, I was planning, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. Is sure. One. Okay. So, uh, and then like, uh, poorly executed, uh, poorly planned, whatever, just do something instead of not doing something is really the important thing. So it's better, it's better to do something that's good than not doing something that's perfect. So yeah, move, movement for everybody, but on it, I guess owning being it, well, wife owned, but being involved in CrossFit as long as I have and not as a sales pitch, I just don't understand why you wouldn't really, I don't understand why you wouldn't. If you have, if there's people around you who support you and you're having a good time and the workouts are, are, are scalable and, and you know, your level method that you use, I think is, is, is that, is that perfect scalableness? You know, if you're a new person, you don't have to come in and feel overwhelmed. You can start here. You have goals built in. If you're a goal oriented person that you want to get to that next level and that next level, I've never been that. I mean, I do have certain goals. But as far as that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the whole spectrum, you know, but things that I can do better, I might be on a higher side and if things I struggle, I might be on a lower side and blend it together. But I think having that level method for people that would walk in, I don't understand why you wouldn't cross it. I'm sorry. You know, I know we're supposed to tell everybody and I know we do. It's great to move and everybody should move. And I said the same thing, but at the end of the day, I don't know why you don't cross it. I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to cross it. It's too expensive. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that's the, co the comedy in that is how many places you want to hit that on. I mean, I don't know. What's your hobby? How cheap is golf in a month? How cheap is fishing in a month? About the gamblers. How much you spend in a month gambling, right? So you can go on that approach. You can go on what does it cost you to be sick? You know, 
a couple hundred bucks a month to me for a hobby that I enjoy. And if this is the longevity of my life to be with my children when people, and not every, obviously people have different budgets and there are some people that really have to make conscious decisions to, to make that happen. But there's a lot of people that don't and the people that do, you're making that decision and you know, you're, you, 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 it, if it fulfills you for so many other or some other number, why is that so much better? Cause I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it as being expensive and I never did. Um, you're getting so much one-on-one attention. It's small group, you know, you're getting so much for your value for your money. And I never felt like CrossFit was expensive. That was never a driving force to keep me out of CrossFit. The only thing that kept us out of CrossFit from the beginning was the intimidation factor of the quote unquote, you're going to get hurt kind of stuff. And I wish I found it sooner because I did other things that I enjoyed, but I never enjoyed nearly as much. Um, I never saw the results the same way. Um, you know, being out across the last couple, here's a perfect example. We moved here in 2019. When we moved here in 2019, that was June. Uh, I weighed about 210 and I'm 5'7", so that's morbidly obese guys, but at 210, 5'7", I was, I felt great. You know, I was just coming out of CrossFit, you know, I can probably do six, eight strict pull-ups. Um, so I felt good, but that summer, Addie, our daughter had some struggles and I ate. So 20 pounds went on in like two months. That's how I deal with stress, guys. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything else. Okay, so I ate. I was 230. I was wearing 34-inch pants at 5'7", 230. Two years later, I find myself about 230, wearing 38-inch pants. What's the difference? I was coming off three years of CrossFit, so I was way more muscle. Consistent, strict, five days a week CrossFitting. I was way more muscle in that same 230 as I am now, four inches difference in a pan size to me is insane and shows you what the results are of doing it, of, of, of being just consistently working out. You know, it's funny. We always joke in my house. We always say, I wish I was as fit as I, I wish I was as fit as I was when I thought I was fat. <laughs> we say that all the time in this house. And the problem with that is I think we all struggle a lot with, not appreciating where we are. I think that's a huge struggle for so many people. You know, enjoy the little wins. Mira, my wife thinks I'm special. Like, because I, if I feel good, I feel good. You know, so back in the gym and, and feeling good, just work out, be in the gym, enjoy yourselves. You know, if anybody ever watches this and needs somebody to come with them, you get two weeks out of me, whatever time slot, even the 5.30 a.m., I'll get up two weeks. So I love, I love new people. I love to see people get involved because it's life changing. It really is life changing. And, and fitness is, but CrossFit really was like for me six years ago, it was like a defining moment of really just loving going to the gym. Before that I had fun. It was great, but you know, it was just so different. And I, I remember so much like, you know, so many PRs, other people's PRs, you know, Watching Megan get, you know, a, a clean that she got or a deadlift, you know, like 
or Alyssa, you know, getting her first bar muscle up, you know, like there's so many things that like I remember myself and other people, there's just so much that you can get from it. And I just wish more people would find their way in. So I'm going to do something that uh, changed things up a little bit. So normally I like to ask our guests what their real life superpower is. Uh, instead of doing that, I'm going to ask Megan, Megan, what is Joe's real life superpower? This is completely on the spot. She had no idea I was going to ask her. <laughs> I love it when you do this to me. I know. Uh, um, Joe's real life superpower. Gosh, I feel like he has a lot of them. I, I do feel like it has something to do with being able to, like, I'm trying to put into, I'm trying to make the, uh, the phrase, uh, a seat, a seat for every ass into a superpower. Like, I love the way, like you said that you, you don't view it as like, you have to be perfect. Like you, you get into whatever space and Chris, I wish you had done this to me. Can you give me just like a second? Like, can you unmute yourself too, Chris? Now, now I can't even like hear you laughing at me. This is great. Um, so what, what I'm trying to say is that like Joe's superpower is being able to whatever he's going to get into, whether it be a business or a gym or a CrossFit or like, you know, a neighborhood, like whatever it is, like he just jumps two feet in. And, and so I think that like a lot of people will kind of be a little bit hesitant for one reason or another. And I love the way that Joe just jumps two feet in on whatever he's doing. And I think that that's a superpower because like for him, failure is not an option. And so like he might not have success defined super clearly, which is okay, but failure is not an option. And so it's like, he's going to succeed. Like the, the fun part is figuring out like how far is he going to succeed? There's no limit on how, like how he can succeed or what he's going to succeed in, but he's in. And, and I think that it's cool because you bring other people along in that as well. Like, I remember when you guys first joined, like, you know, class would end, I just finished coaching and I'm like, you know, needing to jump onto something else. And you're like, have you thought about this, this, this? And like, we're, we're an hour later and I'm still taking notes of things that I need to do better. And I'm like, yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. And so like, you guys gave us like really good help in business and like, you know, brought us along in that. And then when it comes to being an athlete in the gym, like, you know, we'll come to you with, you know, hey, look at this PR. And you're like, that's it. You got more. You got more. You know, you bring us along in, you know, constantly getting better as an athlete. Um, like, like you said, like, you know, having a family, there's, there's ups and downs. There are real challenges to having fitness as an adult with a family and a job and, you know, all the things that are in life. And I think that, you're really honest and open about those challenges with everyone. And so you bring us along with you. And, you know, and I think that that is what makes you and Monica such an important part of our community is that you are willing to be two feet in. Um, and even when you're struggling, you know, you're open about it and you're honest about it and you bring people along in that process. And so, you know, in your ups and downs, we're right there with you. And I think that that is a superpower because, I think that a lot of people are either afraid to jump in or they jump back out, um, you know, or they have the ability maybe to do things for themselves, but they're afraid to bring other people into, 
into their successes and their failures. And you're not afraid of that. And I think that that's, that's your superpower. <laughs> Pretty good. And I think that goes along with like his never ending fitness journey, right? Like, yeah, because, because he's all in on, you're all in on whatever you do, Joe, like you, you're not going to stop. Um, the day you stop is the day you die. I'm pretty sure. So pretty, pretty, pretty much, you know, it's funny that you say that it's like, um, I think we jumped into your life. I don't <laughs> even know if you knew we did <laughs> what we did. It's like, uh, it. yeah, we got know. this. It's fine. And we just kind of jumped in wherever we saw the opportunity. So I think that's just kind of how we are. Like if we care about someone or care about something, it's just, we just jump in. It's a perfect, it's a really good one. Cause that's kind of how we did it. Like with you guys, it was just like, I remember at the beginning, we just became fast friends and me and you, Megan, I'd always go home and be like, I offended her, Monica, because I would always like, I, like, I just kind of say things and I don't, I don't I, I, like, sometimes they're rough. I just look at my, I'd be like, I did it again. I tried not to today, but you know, we knew how much you guys cared and how wonderful you were. And it was just like, we wanted to be in, like we were, we, we were going in one way or the other, whether you guys wanted it or not. And now you're my neighbor. So see, see yeah, you go. I love it because like, I think that it's, because it's, it is, it's a, it's a unique quality, right? Like we didn't necessarily like invite you in, but you were like, nope. I can see that they need it. Like as much help as I needed, or I didn't know I needed to be cared about, like, you know, the way that you guys cared about us, like, and you guys just jumped in and you weren't afraid to do that, which I think is a very special and rare thing. And so we're super glad that you did. And I think like, that's the thing is like, sometimes I think that that's the sign of a, like somebody who really does care is being willing to say the hard things and the things that are offensive, you know, like you saw that I was trying, but that I was being, you know, I had a lot of things that I wasn't doing well. And you're like, Hey, I see the effort that you're putting into it. Here's how you can do it better. Here's how you can be more effective. And like, then it's on me. Right. Like, and, and so I think that I'm really thankful that you guys are willing, you're willing to say the hard things. And I think that's another thing that makes you, that, that never ending fitness journey. Uh, and that's part of your superpower for sure is that you're willing to do those things. You know, I think, I think um, you have to have those people in your life that are willing to say what they think they need that you need to hear, even yeah. if it might make your relationship difficult. You know, you need people who are going to be truthful with you and be real with you. And, and I don't think we've ever been to, you know, that point because you guys are amazing, but with the business, I, I think I definitely poked and prodded and pushed and I think there was sometimes there was a lot of pushback. And I would always say, if you don't like my opinions, throw them out, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of how we did it. And, and, you know, to see Triforce from the day I walked in and I'm not there from the day one, you know, but to see it now almost three years later is worlds different. You know, it's, it's, it's so different and it's, it's so nice to be in the space and to see, the business is thriving and the members thriving and the community thriving, you know, and feeling like there's a space. What I like about it most right now is I feel like there's a space for everyone. Whether you're a 70 year old grandmother coming in or you're a 22 year old who wants to be really good at CrossFit. I feel like there's a space for everyone, which I think is phenomenal because I think that's what, the goal should be in a CrossFit box is to welcome everyone 
into a place that they can have a community, have friends. And I also think it's great when you have the 70-year-old grandmother and the 22-year-old working out side by side and creating relationships. One of the things that I always thought was amazing about CrossFit is the relationships that you make with people, you would never make those relationships with if it wasn't inside of a box. You know, maybe different cultures, nationalities, religions, politics, inside of a box, it's always been a safe space for people to be together. And I think I think what you guys have built is that. And I also appreciate too, like I think you lead from the front in that you you don't have an ego, right? Like you you like to have fun, you like to push yourself, but like you said, you'll share a bar with me, you'll share a bar with you know anyone in the gym. And sometimes that's more than what you want to do, and sometimes it's less than what you want to do for the day. Sure. They're hundred percent. Uh, always, you know, just for yourself, which I think is huge. hundred percent. You know, I think people, and not everybody needs to be that. Look, you're paying, you're paying money to go. You deserve to be able to go and just do your thing. But I've been put on the earth to be a servant. Like that's my word. So how can I serve? So if that's how I can help in the boxes, help the box grow, make people feel welcome. I'm not doing a great job of it today. Like I have internal feelings of how I feel and it's getting back there. I, you know, like there's a sweet spot for me and I'm not there yet, but it's coming back and, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. So I, I think it was said, everybody needs a Joe, um, you know, and so if you guys are at Triforce already, uh, seek Joe out, have a conversation with him. He will quickly know all the intimate details of your life, um, including your bank account number and uh, <laughs> social security. <laughs> social security. Yeah. Blood um, type. <laughs> Um, but I mean, you know, like there's like Triforce would not be what it is today if it wasn't for Joe and Monica. And there's lots of members that we can say that about, but specifically Joe and Monica have helped us become who we are as Megan and Chris, but also as Triforce. And so we really appreciate you guys. It's been a blast. Yeah. We'll have Monica on separately sometime. Um, Joe and Monica do frequently make appearances together. Uh, she might be right beside him right now. I can't. She was for a little bit, but she left. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, it's it's their family hobby. It's their couple, a couple thing that they do together, which is like me and Megan. Like, I don't like working out anymore if it's not with Megan. So um, before we go, Joe, I think what one uh, question that I, I want to get from you or answer I want to get from you is if there's somebody out there that is uh, been putting off their own fitness, like just for whatever reason, kids or uh, family or work or whatever the thing is that's gotten in the way, um, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them to go ahead and start investing in themselves and, you know, maybe join Triforce or you know, join wherever they're at. So that way they can be working on them. No, I'm glad you asked that question. Cause it was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. And it's obviously there's lots of things running through my brain. We all raise children and we all want our children to have the best lives. Again, don't have me talk about my kids. I'll cry. So we all want our kids to have these best lives. But then when we hit an age 30, 35, forget 40 and above, we stop living in a lot of ways because we now have to live for them. So it's, you'll see parents who are taking their kids to gymnastics and basketball and all these things, but they don't do anything for themselves. They're not 
and not having that joy anymore. They're not being involved. So my question for those people is, you love your children so much that you'll do anything for them. Do you want them to hit that same age as you and stop doing for themselves? And the answer is no. You want your kids when they're that age to still have vibrant, fun, active lives. It can't just, maybe this is bad parenting. And maybe Joe, who's not selfish, is selfish. Maybe I am. But if I don't take any time for me and the things that I want to do and I enjoy doing, I'm not sure how good I can be as a parent to them. And I think we'll all, I think that's common sense, but I think it gets lost. So people stop, they, they hit an age and they just kind of stop moving. You know, I think, I think there's a lot of men that are even worse. Like you'll see women, they're worried about their figure, lose weight. You know, I'm going to, all that nonsense I talked about earlier, but like you see a lot of guys just stop, you know, they don't play anymore. They used to go play football. They used to go play soccer. They hit an age or, you know, oh, my knees are bad or this is bad. We didn't even talk about pain and PT and all of that stuff. We can go for another 20 minutes because you see these people that just say they're old and broken and it's done. I'm going to be 49. And my, you know, my, my joke is I hope to die at 89 face down in a rubber mat and some sweaty gym somewhere. Like that would be a good life. That would be a great way to go. Sorry for the owner. Hopefully not you, Chris. So, you know, it's like you see people who just stop wanting to do something. So if you're thinking about it, it's like you're missing out. There's so much you're missing out on. It's like, so many people struggle in so many ways nowadays, mental health and stuff. And if you ask me my superpower, I'll be really quick. It's self-talk. About 5% of my life, I'm negative. The other 95% of my life, I am Superman. You know, I've had this conversation with you recently, Megan. It's like, I think I'm great. Am I? I don't know. You know, when I lose a few pounds and I'm flexing in the mirror, it's like, I think I look great. I, you know, there's days where we're in business, you know, ah, oh, you made a mistake. You did something stupid. Yeah, look at the big picture. Grip, you know, find that perspective. You know, I weigh more than I would like right now. I haven't been in the gym. I've never seen the weight I was at 25 years old. Um, I've always, I've eaten way better for decades now. The amount of movement I've had in, in the decades has been tremendous in comparison. So is that not success? Yeah, to me, that's success. I can microcosm this little moment and say, today, maybe I'm not as successful. So for people, I think, like you got to get back to finding the happiness and the joy and all the things that you can get out of life because it is short, you know, life is not long. I would so. say that's, that's your superpower. Like you said, is perspective. Like that's, yeah. that would be really good. Cause that's something that you, uh, you often have really good perspective. <laughs> so when I was, when I was very young, my, I had a situation where I was talking to my mom and I just said something to her and I went, wow, I am stupid. And from that day on, and I had another friend of mine who always used the analogy of if you're at, if you're in hand-to-hand combat, you're at war, you are in close quarters. But if you took the helicopter view and looked down, you may realize you're not in the same danger you think you're in. And just having that perspective, I think has been huge for my own life, slowing down, finding the perspective, seeing the situation you're in, and making the best out of it. So I, so for me, self-talk's always been a really good one for me. And like, I don't want to get out of that, that what I get out of CrossFit. So for people who are thinking about joining, I don't understand how people could not join. It's, it's not even fathomable to me because what's the option? You know, what's the option? More medicine, 
more aches and pains. I'm going to get hurt, you know, going to CrossFit. You're going to get hurt sitting on the couch, right? You know, when you're out of shape, if you hurt yourself anyway, you're in just as much pain. I'd rather be sore because I did something than sore because I didn't do something. So I don't understand. For me, it really is a struggle why people won't join. You know, you, you have members with severe injuries that are coming, you know, coming back. You know, you've had people with all kinds of situations and you'll hear people say, well, I can't because I have a bad whatever. And it's just like, we'll modify, we'll figure it out. We'll work through it. You can still be involved. You can still be active. You can still get gains. You can still feel good. So why give up the entirety of your life because you have a bad knee? Yeah. We, we like to say, choose your hard. <laughs> choose your hard. Yeah, it's true. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, I think, um, Joe, you'll have to be a repeat visitor on the show. At some point, we'll have you back on for round two because there's there's many more topics we could dive into that will help people. And that, that, again, that's a, that's your goal as, uh, like you said, at your servant. That's our goal in helping our community become more healthy, fit, and confident is just finding ways to encourage people to be healthier, be more fit, be be more confident. So... Awesome, brother. Well, uh, any last words for us before we head out? No, it was a blast, like I expected. I just wish I was in air conditioning like you two are. I'm <laughs> roasting. I'm outside. That You look comfy. I am sweating like I was in a workout. It, it seems like you could have gone inside, but... I, the kids are inside, so... It's okay, well, I appreciate you being outside then. <laughs> awesome, Joe. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in for this episode. Uh, Find Joe at the gym. Come work out with him. He'll be looking forward to working out with you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of My Blank Fitness Journey Podcast. If this story inspired you, make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can check us out at triforcecrossfit.com. Just send us a message and we'd love to help you. See you guys soon on the next episode.